This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorns, startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Welcome everyone to Breaking Banks Europe. This is episode 77, Ecosystem Zoom in on Lithuania. So Lithuania, a country of 3 million people, 250 fintechs and more than a thousand startups. My name is Megan Johnson. I'll be your host for today. And I'm luckily joined by three people uh, based in Lithuania, very much involved in the fintech and startup scene. And they're going to share their insights on what makes Lithuania so special and some of the really cool startups and innovation that's coming out of this uh, small Baltic nation. So first off, I'd like to introduce Sharuna Smalakita. Uh, hello, Megan. Uh, my name is Sharuna Smalakita. I come from Rocket, which is the home for fintech and sustainable innovation companies in Vilnius. Cool. Thank you and welcome. Um, Shegaminta Zabita. Hi, Zygimanta Zabiata. Uh, yes, we have a very interesting composition of names and pronunciation. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, um, I'm a CEO of a new venture, Ion Technologies, uh, e-mobility startup. Also, the long years in e-mobility, in, in general, ecosystem building, especially in the, the amazing few years, the last three years spent in blockchain ecosystem building. That was a hell of a ride. Thank you. And lastly, Vitotas Shinasukus. Sorry for butchering your last name, but yeah, welcome. Um, yeah, Hi. happy to hear what, what you're up to. Hi, Vitotas Chernauskas. I am an expert at Startup Division and uh, Civita, and also a co-founder of uh, Contribi, which is also probably technically a fintech startup since we are working with monetizing creators uh, creators market even though we, we use stripe we don't collect the money ourselves and, and um, it's a bit startup division we work with a lot of uh, startups and startup based programs um, different acceleration and then startup support services and and um, and other things I'm also a mentor in the in different capacities and I have actually I've worked at Uber for three years uh, from the very start of Uber's operations in Lithuania, which, which I contributed to. Oh, wow. Cool. So, yeah, welcome, everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited because, you know, we were chatting before and you all know each other. And I think this is kind of... Uh, the youngest um, Breaking Banks podcast we've had yet. And yeah, I can feel there's, you know, a lot of energy and, and excitement from everyone. So I'd like to start off with asking, um, how would each of you describe the Lithuanian startup scene um, in two words? Um, 
be Totus, let's start. Um, yeah, your two words to sum up the, the startup scene. It's vibrant, it's growing, and it has a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. We do have one official uh, unicorn in Lithuania, Vinted, and uh, one uh, unofficial, which is even bigger, Tessanet, but I believe they have never raised uh, money, uh, external financing, so, so nobody actually made an independent evaluation, but uh, they're, they're really uh, huge. And there are um, quite a few unicorns in the making as well and smaller startups uh, too. And I think that during the last uh, three to five years, uh, the Lithuanian startup scene has evolved um, very, very rapidly. And uh, we're going to see a lot of exciting uh, exciting things ahead, particularly in the startup space, that uh, uh, fintech space that we will come very soon. Okay, super. Okay, so fast growing, vibrant. Um, Shagamantis, what's what, what's your perception? What are your few words to to summarize the the space at present? Yeah, I would also call it vibrant. Uh, but I think that uh, another very important feature that we are young and hungry. Uh, I think that it comes with uh, with all the past history and how the country evolved from uh, from their past to to, to European Union, uh, NATO, and and the, uh, integ this integration into Western society. And that brought uh, a lot of young people uh, went to, to 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 Western countries to get educated, and they got back. They got back with with knowledge, with the capital, and also they attracted and and the companies came here to look for uh, for talents, and they found those. We are hardworking people, and I think that that what makes us uh, uh, so successful in in building startups. Like uh, we. We don't have siestas because of the weather. It's always uh, dark and rainy. Um, and so, so we tend to spend long hours working. Um, and I think that that mentality of, of giving 120% for your the priorities uh, to your work and, and, and job and, and, and your future, that makes us so, 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 so vibrant. And another thing is that uh, we're, we're young and... Uh, I think that we are okay to to kind of make those um, uh, amendments with 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 work and life balance. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, what what happens is that uh, I think we are building the Lithuanian dream, and probably this generation is the uh, the, the, the 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 generation that that uh, the Western world had sixty years ago, where we we are we we do earn more than than our parents. We create a new world. We are building a new country, and and that's very exciting to to be a part of. So, so everyone is you know willing to 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 enter the startup scene and change their jobs and then and, and join this uh, exciting roller coaster. Cool. And and I want to go back to that um, in a few questions. This kind of Lithuanian dream and kind of this this generation of of you know building a. You know, are you building a new Lithuania? But first, I'd like to ask um, Sharuna, what's how would you describe the specifically the fintech scene um, in Lithuania? Um, so the words uh, that Jigimantas and Vitutas mentioned uh, totally ring the bell about how the whole ecosystem is. Uh, but when I think about the uh, fintech um, ecosystem in, in general, ambitious front runner uh, maybe would be the first words that come to my head. And uh, there are a few reasons why. Uh, when we look back into not so far history of how the whole ecosystem in Lithuania started uh, nearly in just in 2016, uh, 
not much further than that and where we are right now you could clearly see the ambition the effort uh, you know the willingness and then the words that Jigimont uh, has used being hungry for you know for reaching and achieving and uh, talking about this front running so this is that we we just don't want to build something uh, we want to create leading technologies we really want to build uh, governance uh, that uh, for uh, other countries would be like a great example to follow and uh, the combination you know that that really shows its results uh, you know how the ecosystem companies are growing uh, we get more investments um, into the um, startup co uh, community and fintech businesses in general super and i mean i guess what are some of the the benefits in terms of um you know creating executing and, and implementing innovative ideas and you know changing society to become more um tech driven what are some of the benefits of being a, a smaller country yeah i believe that the first thing uh, that the small country people know everybody knows another like one another and it's a really great opportunity to network uh, to get uh, partnerships and uh, uh, even when we speak about uh, regulated environments and uh, many uh, fintech companies that are visiting Lithuania, they get to meet regulator um, just by uh, sitting by the same table and then discussing the important matters that would be so much impossible into the bigger countries um, and as well uh, like the politicians are engaged. They try to know the people. They try to learn about specific issues that we have in the market and have this uh, common understanding and know a bit things from the ground. Uh, so maybe that's that's the first thing, and then the guys could uh, could follow up. It's it's a hard follow up since you mentioned all the uh, uh, all the all ticked all the boxes pretty much. So yes, I could I can only concur that uh, it's uh, it's somewhat easier to agree because there are less uh, moving parts uh, in, in, in the decision makers and societies and, and also the stakeholders uh, and also access uh, access to certain uh, key people uh, for example as certainly mentioned uh, some of the fintechs that are coming from the let's say western europe or or um, uh, other regions of the world and, and thinking about uh, choosing uh, where to where to invest or where to set up a shop um, or, or get a license etc um, they sometimes are really surprised positively surprised when they get uh, first person access to to key people in Lithuania be it uh, uh, the mayor or, or or the prime minister or or um, the, the decision makers at the Bank of Lithuania, etc. Uh, so the openness and willingness to, to work with and, and, and to attract investments to Lithuania, the, also kudos to the Invest Lithuania team, they're doing a really great job uh, working with those uh, companies and potential investors. Uh, I think it's uh, this speed of, of decision making and, and probably even some somewhat less bureaucracy and an ambition that we can, as a small nation, agree between ourselves that this is uh, this is our focus. Let's now deliver. Uh, I think that's that's benefit for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when I look at you know some of the the leading countries in terms of fintech and. Um, digital financial service innovation. It's always the countries that have, you know, proactive forward thinking regulators. So we think, you know, Singapore, um, the UK, 
And then kind of um, to kind of counter that, I look to Germany um, with there's a few pockets of innovation, but on the whole, it's a very uh, undigital uh, society, if you will. And, you know, I, I don't think the Boffin is so you know, forward thinking and pro startup. Um, what are some of the initiatives then from the, the government that sort of encouraging startups, um, you know, helping them out, getting kind of, you know, incumbent or traditional banks to, to open up, making kind of that, you know, first step in a typically highly regulated um, industry easier for, you know, startup scale up and in, in, in banks. And I'll open this up to, anyone who wants to jump in first? Uh, maybe I can start. Uh, you mentioned about regulated activities. So when we go to like one organization in, in particular, when we speak about Lithuania, so this is the National Bank. Um, and there is a variety of initiatives, but all of them seem to be hitting all the right spots uh, for the companies who are considering uh, building a fintech company. Uh, so first of all, for the companies that would like to come and uh, and establish their business entity here, they provide a newcomer program, like a one-stop shop where you don't have to go and scout all information information yourself or when it comes to regulatory um, procedures, um, they could answer all of the questions. And um, as mentioned previously, the speed, uh, you know, the, the, the first person contact um, always uh, plays a, a very important role. Um, as well, the sandboxes they, that they have developed. Uh, so from the payments uh, uh, sandbox to blockchain sandbox, um, you know, just the leading and showing it by example, opening your infrastructure and resources from inside out, not just asking somebody to do something externally. Uh, always show as well, you know, the, the leading curve uh, that companies are happy to follow. Yeah, indeed. Uh, uh, I think that uh, the most important thing is that the government was willing to learn and, and, and change and adapt. Uh, so so from, the, from a lot of discussions with uh, regulators, I know a couple of stories. And one of those was that... Uh, when Lithuania had their uh, former currency, Litas, before changing it to Euro, uh, they had built, they invested in, in, in a platform uh, that when uh, the uh, when we switched to Euro, uh, they were looking where to adapt it. And actually, it was really adaptable for, uh, for, for, for e-money uh, companies to, to, to kind of get all the regulations in, in, in place. So they changed uh, uh, the what they had to to kind of accommodate newcomers. Second thing is that when the when the Brexit referendum happened, uh, there was also a political uh, will. They said, "People, we have a lot of Lithuanians working in city in London city. Uh, we have a lot of bright talent that working in those companies. If we work together and we have contact with them, we we'll talk with them. Maybe we can work together to bring their companies to to open EU headquarters." EU office in Lithuania, uh, and I think that this uh, what Sharuna said: this the, the 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 banking licenses and all the other support programs that really helped. From my personal experience, I was working in blockchain center Vilnius, the 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 the, the center which we're we're building the blockchain ecosystem. What we did, we organized a lot of discussions. We organized seventy events in eight months, so it was like really paced, and 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 a lot of things was happening. So in many of those discussions, we had politicians um, sitting next to the table, in the table, in, in the panels, and answering questions and giving their opinions. But more importantly, there were also events where they came to listen 
for the experts to talk for the startup. So you know when you go to um, to an event and you see that uh, there there is there is a decision making maker sitting in the audience and taking notes. Um, I think that 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 kind of says that you're doing a good job. So 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 I think that also their willingness to learn is also an answer. And I would also add that um, this uh, during this short period of time, about uh, Schrodinger said, uh, approximately starting from 2016, uh, give it or take it a little, a little bit of time. It's not accidental that uh, we're now doing this podcast about the Lithuanian fintech ecosystem and that Lithuania constantly ranks as, as one of the hottest uh, hotspots in, in Europe and, and uh, can also be a strong contender in the world as a, uh, as a place where, where a lot of fintechs get their licenses, uh, where the ease of doing business and, uh, and overall fintech rankings. It's it's not accidental that Lithuania is is high on the on those lists, and um, it's a it's a result of uh, hard and focused work and uh, the clear focus that uh, has been chosen several years ago, and um, it's um, it's thanks to uh, a lot of uh, people in different organizations and uh, also including uh, the Ministry of Finance, the Ministry of uh, uh, economy and innovation, and also the Bank of Lithuania that uh, Shogun has mentioned before, uh, that has done a lot of hard work in uh, in the area of regulation, in in uh, clearing out and and making the the path and um, to the licensing very very clear, very structured. You always know how much it will take, what kind of documents you need to prepare, and and, and where to go. Uh, and also the the sandboxes that have all, uh, already been mentioned and uh, all other things, all these measures and all this focus of uh, uh, different institutions within the country uh, to uh, make Lithuania uh, a fintech uh, a fintech hub. These uh, these are starting to bring results, and and uh, we're now seeing the growth of of. Uh, of licenses and uh, growth of startups, uh, both home homegrown and uh, coming from abroad, including scale-ups as well. And uh, here I would um, also like to comment about the engagement of the community and how active the, the fintechs themselves are. And uh, usually they speak and announce their voice through um, associations like Crowdfunding Association, uh, Lithuanian Fintech Association and, and others. Uh, but uh, they highly engage into not practice of decision making, but offering their suggestions, bringing the ideas from, from the people who work um, on a daily basis with those routines. And uh, Jigimantas gave us a hint, you know, that uh, he was talking about blockchain, about what it is, about what the crypto world looks like. So uh, when you are entering those um, unexplored waters, uh, you have um, a lot of room to learn and we cannot expect uh, only the government people or, or the decision makers to know the, all the answers. So this is where the proactive activity of uh, our community um, as well plays an important role of educating, showing the best practices. What currently we have uh, with uh, crowdfunding, uh, there are new EU regulations coming up and, you know, just helping taking, uh, for example, Ministry of Finance step by step and trying to know what could be the best use cases for Lithuania and how to get the most out of it when you understand what it's all about and uh, what could be the best uh, benefits. That, that's that's super interesting, and I guess um, 
where did the governments, where's the inspiration coming from? So you mentioned that there's, you know, a, a good amount of Lithuanians working in, in the UK and, you know, kind of, um, yeah, using that to the advantage to get some UK companies to open up, um, you know, their European headquarters in, in Lithuania. But yeah, how, how did the government and I guess, you know, the regulators and everyone, do you get inspired by the UK, by Asia? I mean, I know that um, Estonia is also a, a vibrant place um, for startups in, in general. What kind of, what's inspiring everyone? Uh, if we look where Lithuania ranks right now, it's uh, ranked as number fourth uh, fintech hub globally. So we can look at the top three and uh, consider them as uh, like future inspirations and as well the, the countries that we are still uh, looking into. So uh, what's in front? So that's uh, USA, UK and Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I believe this is like an ambition of building and proving that we can do certain things uh, like ourselves. Uh, we sometimes have this like um, a small country phobia. And, and when it comes to startups, you know, are we brave enough to say we are from Lithuania and we are creating those, uh, you, you know, wonderful ideas. And uh, we used to have this issue that many people would just say, established headquarters in in UK, just not to say they are from Lithuania. I really hope uh, and we see from the market that it's uh, more or less vanishing right now. Uh, But still, uh, I I would look into these countries as a a follow-up examples, uh, what's a good inspiration for the community. Okay, super, thanks. And I would like to add just that uh, I know it's also important to understand who are these people. Usually when when you talk with uh, with, with, the People about the politicians, you have the face of, I don't know, uh, Trump, Biden, Obama type of, of, of leaders. Um, here in Lithuania, we are, we, we are a young country. Uh, our Minister of Economics and Innovations, she's 31, 32. Uh, our Speaker of the, uh, of, uh, the Parliament, uh, she is a European champion of chess and she's 37. Wow, <laughs> and the prime minister is also uh, she's also a great leader. She's forty something. Like uh, so, we have three uh, strong female figures in one of the most important uh, 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 governmental uh, institutions. Uh, and but but also there are a couple of guys that are really <laughs> uh, uh, how to say uh, contributing. So I think that the the, the age and then 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 the, the the whole mentality where we were born and and the, where we were educated. Um, this you know we 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 went through the changes uh, uh, well very dramatic and uh, I think that opened up. Uh, uh, of possibilities this this knowing that you can do whatever uh, like you, you can do everything yeah. and, and and knowing this that you can do everything and the sky is the limit truly in lithuania sky is the, lim- is the limit there's no uh, elite that would stop you if you're great if you're uh if you have a great talent if you have uh if you put a lot of work you can you can do whatever i think that that also inspires us to to find a push and the government as well and uh, we have that success. And as uh, Sharuna said, uh, yes, that maybe that that's why we are fourth in, in, in global fintech rating. Cool. Very super inspiring to know that, you know, the, the leading figures of the country are, are young, but also, you know, women as well. I think that's going to 
definitely go a long way in, in putting, you know, Lithuania as a, as a top society in terms of, you know, digital capabilities, digital infrastructure, and we'll, we'll kind of touch upon that in the, the second uh, part of the episode. But um, yeah, Vito, so some uh, last comment from you before yes. the break. Short remarks. Uh, I would uh, I would come back to what Jigmanta said before about uh, that uh, we are hungry. Uh, we understand as a small nation that we need to stand out somehow. We need to find our focus. And uh, thinking about where where it all started, probably nobody knows. No, well, it's for the historians to to dig and and see how those processes stand out. But it boils down to to having your niche uh how do you compete with uh, with other countries uh, around you what is uh, what are the good things uh, here and and why would the, uh, both the local companies do business instead of going somewhere abroad as startups and also foreign companies come here so uh, a young and, and, and talented um, workforce and, and full of talent here uh, good regulation, good conditions for new businesses, and and also some specific uh, specific areas such as fintech, which uh, which helps uh, help us helps us specialize. Cool, thank you. Um, so yeah, I, I think the the first half has really set the scene nicely to understand you know what makes Lithuania so exciting, so vibrant, um, you know, why there's so much energy and, and success. And um, yeah, we're going to jump to a, a quick pause and then come back. And I'd like to dig a bit deeper into what some of these innovative fintechs um, are and some of the success stories and, you know, how this, um, you know, work hard uh, mindset and, and some of these successful fintechs is impacting, um, you know, how digital Lithuania is becoming. The FTS Group builds innovation ecosystems. We engage incumbents, investors, entrepreneurs, technology partners and regulators to build trusted and connected fintech tribes around the world. We firmly believe that innovation in financial services will truly improve people's lives. Learn more on ftsgroup.eu. Welcome back. So we're here for the second part um, of episode 77, a zoom in on the Lithuanian fintech ecosystem. Um, so let's dive a bit into what some of these really cool fintechs actually look like, what they're trying to do, how they're trying to, you know, make the lives of customers or businesses easier. Um, so Sharuna, what are some of the, the big fintechs um, that our listeners should know about coming out of Lithuania? Uh, so current rising stars uh, and uh, most probably uh, the most heard uh, companies um, in the recent news uh, would be on Dato. So um, this is a customer verification solution and uh, the guys keep successfully raising um, and and helping for other fintechs and banks um, as well to improve their operations. Uh, Kevin, um, revolutionizing payments um, as they say as well we have um, a lot of local companies working in uh, crowdfunding and uh, crowdfunding that works both ways both for uh, lending for people uh, and um, 
um, investing into their properties. Uh, so a couple of names like Profitus, uh, Rongen, um, and um, as well Finby, and then many others. And actually starting from building your personal finance portfolio to investing to running your daily banking operations uh, are well set up. So in Lithuania, the biggest category, if we look into how the whole fintech map uh, is, is developed, uh, the main category lays in fintech, uh, in payments and digital banking. And uh, this is practically where two thirds uh, or, or, or nearly the half of, uh, of the fintech companies come from due to the licensing. Um, other bits are still under development and uh, we look uh, for attracting uh, more companies uh, from like big data, uh, intratech uh, industries that would definitely add um, some great flavor to, to the companies that, that are currently there. Yeah. And I guess in terms of um, what's the relationship between some of the, the fintechs you mentioned in, in the incumbent banks? Is it, do you see more collaboration or is there still kind of this, oh, we view each other as competitors or? Uh, we did a survey recently and asked, so uh, what's, uh, how are these two collaborating? And uh, what was really surprising the year of 2020 was like the year of partnerships and collaborations. Of course, it wasn't just, you know, for the 2020 that some of the negotiations and partnerships are like a long-term project, uh, but uh, there are more and more interaction points between one another, which is, which is great, surprising. Some of the fintechs have eight or more partnerships with other banks, for example. So that shows like an example that banks are also trying to open up and look for opportunities. This year was a great year to show that some of the processes need to be uh, speeded up, uh, needs to be improved. And uh, this is where fintechs uh, really gave like a, a helping hand for, for many other companies. I agree with Sharunia. I think that in, uh, in at least in Lithuania's case, it's more, it's less about uh, competing and, and being afraid from the bank's side, from the incumbent side, and more about understanding that the world is changing. Uh, and uh, the banks are really keeping their ear to the ground and uh, mm, monitoring the process, what's new, what's coming, what are the, those new startups doing uh, both in Lithuania and, and in the world, what are the trends, where, where, where are things moving. They understand that their business model is getting old and they need to innovate to survive and to compete. Uh, and so they even even contribute to, to uh, in certain cases, to acceleration programs or work with SMEs and, and, and fintechs in particular uh, to, uh, to help them and maybe even find uh, potential, uh, potential ways to collaborate uh, in the future, uh, uh, work together and, and find some synergies. I think I, I can I can tell a story here. Uh, so uh, about uh, probably 13 years ago, uh, was it 2008 or 9? Um, Lithuanian government was fighting the crisis. So uh, what they did, they they realized that we have to switch from uh, from from this uh, low uh, quality products manufacturing to a service based economy and and financial services and IT. So what happened that they they uh, uh, the government attracted Barclays to to come here and open their uh, one of their service centers. What happened is that uh, first of all they were able to pay a little bit more than the, the the rest of the market. So they they got the talents in and they trained them. Those talents then uh, went to to establish their own companies. 
sooner uh, soon uh, the Danish Swedish uh, banks uh, also uh, opened their service centers here. What they did, they they hired uh, thousands of people. They trained them. They trained not only their skills, but the the, the whole culture, the, the 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 working culture, and all of that. And uh, well, when they were saying that that's the way how to do, and we did the way they wanted, like with, with no not so much of uh, um, kind of we 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 welcomed all all, all the trainings. After we got trained, we opened our own businesses. So uh, basically, this uh, banks they nurtured the system, they kind of fueled the the the, the education system to prepare uh, talents in IT sector. We have 30, 35, 36 thousand of uh, people uh, working in IT sector. So so uh, the banks uh, were heavily contributed to building the demand. For for people with skills in IT, and and those people they they got those trainings they 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 earned and then they started their their own and I think uh, this uh, kind of the the banks uh, naturally contributed to 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 this what we are here where we are here. Cool. So we can uh, we can thank Barclays. <laughs> And um, just to continue on, on the same note, so this is how the this innovation center uh, rocket has evolved. So first, it was established by Barclays, and it was like a global initiative later uh, taken further by one of the local banks, Swedbank. And uh, when we talk about fintech community and we talk about uh, a community that's working in the banking industry, we, we shouldn't think too far. This is like them and us uh, in, in certain terms. We spoke about a couple of things. One of them is, you know, Lithuania is not that big. So in the banks work our colleagues, work our friends, uh, there are work people that would like to learn more about innovations. Um, and uh, having a hub like, uh, like Rocket, uh, running numerous events, around 100 events uh, plus per year, that's all about education, knowing what are the best practices and how can it work both ways. And uh, also one of um, our uh, goals of having this hub and then for Swedbank, this is looking for interaction. So having uh, startups close to the bank and uh, during the past year we managed to uh, make like free pilots uh, with the bank that would actually work and and seeing you know like testing it of course it's, it's hard to do something in a very big scale as it comes to group levels and a lot of organization but you know first steps are there and for the more experimentation the more we do not separate those two and you know try try to bring the knowledge together and then bring them on the same page the, the better for the whole ecosystem Super. Those are all, yeah, very in, in inspiring examples and, and stories. I think there's, yeah, so much to learn. Um, what are some of the other um, kind of uh, up and coming industries in, in Lithuania? Is there, you know, a lot of spaces around mobility and I guess how does fintech um, work with um, and, and partner with other kind of um, uh, digital and, and tech focused um, sectors? Um, I, uh, looking at the startups, uh, so so the, the the biggest one in Lithuania, Tesanet, uh, they they are uh, they're selling VPN service. Uh, Vinted is the uh, is the marketplace for secondhand clothes that that you own and you you can sell. So so these are the two top. Uh, 
I think that to understand the, the, the well, I, I wouldn't say that, I don't know, maybe we can argue with, uh, with Vitotas or Sharuna, but I wouldn't say that there's a clear second player or, or third player in, in, in the sector-wise. Uh, we have a, a strong specialists in, in, in general in computer science. And there's a uh, very interesting uh, story. I don't know how much uh, does it have, uh, how, how true, how much truth does it have, does it have, but uh, there, there is this uh, floating uh, 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 um, concept that uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, with the, being a low-income country, uh, teenagers, they had access to internet, but they didn't have access to money, so were not able to acquire any licenses. So what they had to do, they had to learn their own ways how to get around. And with that, they, uh, they, they learned a lot of different skills that you wouldn't learn at school, at university. And I'm not talking about uh, bad hackers, no. I think it's more of uh, just learning. And, and, and like if you need to get something, you will learn the way how to get it. And uh, so, so when, uh, when we talk with, uh, with, uh, with HR uh, from foreign companies coming here in Lithuania, they are amazed that uh, Lithuanian computer science people, they are very good at uh, so many different languages and so many different skills. Uh, where, whereas in, in the West, you would expect more focused uh, uh, skill set. So this diversity allows them to kind of uh, work in different sectors interchangeably. Therefore, uh, I wouldn't say, that, okay, if fintech is the leading sector uh, for startups, uh, I'm not really sure which would be the second. We have strong AI community. We we have a couple of really great blockchain startups. We have uh, uh, increasing uh, interest in mobility and energy and and all of that. So, Vitotas, maybe you can add on this. Yes, uh, I agree with you that there's no clear second uh, second sector, but uh, there are definitely some strong players in in, in several. Uh, I would also say AI and machine learning. Those uh, several of those startups are are strong and and uh, really growing. Uh, also, uh, gaming is uh, is uh, traditionally a uh, a strong area, both uh, for Lithuanian-born companies and and, and the ones uh, establishing presence uh, here. Uh, also, um, some um, some even or deep tech solutions, uh, even in the laser space, semi semiconductors, even satellites, nanosatellites in, uh, in our, our case, and, and uh, hardware solutions, uh, and, and, and uh, prop tech, as, as mentioned before, uh, related to the fintech, but uh, uh, even in the consumer space, uh, there are different different areas that uh, I wouldn't say they're booming, but they're definitely strong uh, strong players in in many uh, many verticals. Uh, even marketing and uh, and, and digital uh, digital advertising solutions and so on. Um, and just uh, maybe to add on, what's uh, it, like generally the rising topic right now 
now and all, all of the startups start thinking and then innovation hubs. So this is the sustainability angle. And uh, we look into the Nordic countries as an example. And uh, currently we run accelerator program based on bringing those innovations closer to big businesses. And uh, that was pretty tough to find companies uh, from Lithuania originally here that would say, yes, I'm, I'm now what I'm doing. And, 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 you know, I have years of experience here. And uh, this is where the Swedish companies, the Swiss companies, um, like really showed some great examples. And uh, like whichever industry you work, energy, mobility, right? So this is that, that will be the topic concerning you, if not now, so in the, in the near future, for sure. Well, thank, thanks for sharing those examples and, and, and stories. I, I really like that anecdote of, uh, you know, teenagers and, and young adults having to kind of get by on their own and, you know, gaining, I don't know, it sounds almost like street smarts and instead of, you know, the, the, the boring book smarts and, you know, being able to be innovative and, and versatile and, and, you know, think on your feet. Um, so we talked a lot about, you know, the, the innovations, um, you know, how Lithuania has moved from a kind of, I guess, manufacturing to a, a service and an IT um, society and, and economy. What are some of the, like, how are the innovations being passed on to consumers in, in Lithuania? Like, what are the changes, I guess, from the financial side of things um, consumers have experienced in the past, you know, five, seven, ten years as a result of this uh, uh, fintech boom? I think that uh, we can we can here mention the 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 uh, frog leap effect. Uh, the, the the banking system thirty years ago were non-existent at all. So uh, banks that that came here to Lithuania, they they really saw a potential to start new services without going with something that you know was there for for many many years. We're very quick to 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 get used to the uh, to the to the uh, paying everything with cards. And then when the, the, the boom started, uh, this uh, concept of uh, cashless society is, is growing really, really fast. Uh, some of the, for example, some of the talents uh, that like people that everybody knows, like our friends, they, they got uh, fancy jobs in Revolut. They came here, they, they met their friends and influencers, those that knows a lot of other people, talked about the cards, gave a couple of free cards to everyone. And then, you know, everybody started using the Revolut. It, 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 it became a trend and nobody wants to be a lagger. So we, we quickly uh, went for, for these uh, mobile banking solutions and others that are competing now here in Lithuania. So uh, they're more and more uh, common to, to find a place where cash is not accepted at all. I think uh, remembering the, 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 the corruption in the past and that we tackled it, I think we are um, we're kind of afraid of it uh, now, and then and, and we're trying to wash it off and say, hey, we definitely have nothing in common with that anymore. Well, with probably some uh, sad exceptions, but uh, in general, the young, uh, the, the young people, they, they do not use cash. You can, you can pay with card everywhere. And now why card if you can pay with your watch or, or, or with, 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 with uh, yeah, NFC? So, 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 so that like there, there are even people with, uh, with chips already inserted in somewhere that you can open the doors and, and these, these stories are, you know, the, the, the common anecdotes around us. 
yes, Rujigimotas, from what you said, definitely there is this young generation that uh, are very easy adopting uh, new things and even comparing how many challenger van cards do I have. And, uh, you know, that shows kind of a status quo in, in, in certain terms. And um you, you know, just another example, talking about the same Revolut, that was uh, one of the best visible examples when it came to Lithuania. Uh, here in our office, uh, they had a couple of seats and we just said, okay, let's do a fun marketing campaign. Let's give away cards for free for people. And there were people lining up nearly for hours just to get it, to get it for yourself, for your family, for my mom, dad, and then stuff like that. So that was crazy. Later, this idea split, uh, you know, in different uh, uh, parts of the world and became a massive campaign but this is like being young um, adopting but uh, if we look into how businesses adopt these technologies here we talk about people uh, on, on consumer facing products and uh, COVID was one of the good examples uh, in the beginning of last year how many of those businesses who never you know used uh, online payments before they were uh, I don't know, operating in the markets and then in, in, in some local shops uh, that wasn't there. The, there wasn't a need. And uh, now sometimes we joke that all of the businesses in Lithuania are digital businesses. So that's first, right? So this is the need of, of becoming visible in, in different conditions. And um, as well, the uh, other example, when we look into, for example, the same crowdfunding campaigns and, uh, and platforms, uh, banks couldn't uh, issue as many loans as uh, the need was in the market. And, and this is why like the special aid supports by, uh, by our government uh, most uh, of the packages were delivered through those platforms that meant people needed to learn about them to you know to understand how it works and then become users themselves that are still continue using it um, after after you know uh what was the initial goal for for using it so there are different ways of adopting it but you know I believe all of us can agree that adoption and uh, all of those uh, uh, wonderful fintechs and other startups, they're just growing their clientele. It's not going anywhere less, you know, just growing, understanding your user more and, and from the startup perspective, understanding what your user needs and where, how to, uh, uh, you know, just uh, provide it to him in the best possible ways uh, and finding this mutual understanding is what works best. I will also add that uh, all, uh, these are, of course, great thoughts that I definitely agree with. But uh, a little bit of a contrarian, contrarian perspective talking about consumers. We are a small country, less than 3 million. And in the absolute majority of the cases, Lithuania as a market, it's uh, either a test bed for, or the companies test their solutions. And... Um, uh and 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 pilot and then go to bigger markets uh, we are not france we're not germany we're not uh, spain or italy in terms of uh, of the number of potential users uh, we will never be like this and realistically speaking uh, we're a good uh, good market to uh, to test good market to uh to employ talent uh, talented and young and, and uh, hungry people uh, and also uh, the regulatory environment and, and, and the ease of doing business is, is, is great. Uh, but Lithuania is never going to be attractive uh, because it has a, a big uh, or significant consumer uh, number of consumers. So uh, 
we're, we're realistic, and I think the majority of startups and scale-ups are realistic about that as well. Uh, but it's a great place to start uh, when thinking about the European Union market overall. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've we've talked a lot about all the kind of um, you know different startups in in Lithuania, how COVID has kind of accelerated businesses across the country to become digital first. Um, you know, what makes, again, what makes Lithuania so unique? Um, and I guess being the, the fourth, um, I guess, most innovative, uh, forward-thinking fintech um, ecosystems in the world, what advice would you give to other ecosystems, um, not just in Europe, but also in, you know, Africa, Asia, um, Latin America, uh, North America as well? What, what's your piece of advice? I, I can start so that the, my colleagues have a couple of minutes for thinking. <laughs> Uh, I would start with uh, bringing different stakeholders together, mm -hmm. uh, be it ecosystem, ecosystem players, incumbent players, um, challengers, and also, of course, different stakeholders, be it regulators or users uh, and consumers and so on. Uh, and um, investigating what are the most, uh, well, the biggest problems, the most burning issues that we have to solve. In different countries, it might be different uh, different things. It might be old infrastructure uh, or, uh, I don't know, a lot of people that uh, don't have access to banking or, uh, on the contrary, uh, very strong incumbent players that don't want uh, competition. I'm, I'm now inventing. But uh, uh, just agreeing that uh, we, uh, we want to come forward, which are the biggest obstacles uh, to overcome, and what is our plan to uh, to bring our country uh, ahead and to develop uh, those solutions? Um, uh, I think I think this is uh, this is a good place to start and not be uh, not being afraid to experiment. Uh, of course, uh, fintech is a sensitive area, and and uh, Lithuania being the the having the number one uh, of of. Uh, licenses or uh, electronic money institution licenses let's say uh, it doesn't mean that the that the rules uh, are weak or 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 uh, slacking or cutting the corners uh, definitely no they're very strong anti money laundering and and, and the uh, counter terrorist financing regulations uh, but it, i think the Lithuanian example can show that even adhering to strict strict regulations you can Streamline the processes and have very clear and and uh, and, and uh, accessible uh, rules that you can play by and still uh, still win and and uh, develop. Okay, great, thank you, uh, Sharuna. What's what's your advice? I'm thinking both from like governmental perspective and startups perspective. Like, do things step by step. Have an ambition, but you know, don't expect that everything will be created uh, overnight. So mm -hmm. even here, we we speak about Lithuanian case study, and uh, we speak how it was developed 
uh, with, you know, six, six years or so, but, you know, everything uh, needs careful planning and, you know, uh, like how do startups do things, right? They create, they test, and then they learn what works, what doesn't work. They, they try to understand. So this is how the whole process uh, as well in, in Lithuania is operating, right? You create something, you see how the community adopts and then, and you continue just improving and understanding what, what you are actually building. Um, from other things, I believe that the leadership and uh, really have active voices um, from both sides, right, uh, really matter. And here in Lithuania, as Gimantas was naming, you know, the, the names of the leaders, but uh, um, of course we have leaders and those real actual people, not we are talking about Ministry of Finance, but we are speaking of particular persons. We're not just speaking National Bank, we know the names and faces, and this is encouraging those leaders to speak up, know who they are, and and, um, and uh, maybe one of the final ones is build a community of, you know, same-minded uh, people. It really grows. It helps to grow for one another. This is how you can encourage partnerships, uh, exchange know-how. And uh, this is what uh, is successfully happening in Lithuania and, and helping for starting ones and for the uh, newcomers to the country uh, to, to organize themselves in the ecosystem. Super. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, what I would like to kind of, kind of, uh, what what would be the advice for startups to understand that uh, the regulator uh, is not there to punish, or the 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 uh, government is not there to be a bad for you and to tax you. Their uh, probably their goal is to create favorable conditions for you to pay taxes that could be used for uh, common good. Yeah. So if you know that, if you understand that, you will come to them with a different perception, you wouldn't attack them. You would come there with an advice yeah. and with the willingness to help. Because sometimes the government, they, they, they do not always know everything. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they need you to help them to figure this one out. Yeah. And as for the people from the governments all across the world, I would like to wish to be always open. Do not ever think that you already know everything and not all the businesses came here to steal from you. You know, some some uh, are coming there with an open heart and willingness to help. So uh, I the, I remember this this uh, amazing story also uh, probably three years ago. The startup division organized a fintech mission of more than 50 plus delegates from all across the, 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 the world they came to Lithuania to understand the fintech scene. Uh, and I was uh, kind of giving a, a presentation and there was uh, a founder of EA Sports, uh, Jeff Burton. And he asked uh, asked a question, you know, at the end of the, the, the QA session, do you know, and he tried to pronounce the, the, the minister of economics, do you know this person? And my answer was, yes, I have him on my Facebook, <laughs> as well as, you know, uh, uh, I can, as well as uh, 10 other the people in the parliament and so on. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the, the kind of special person. Like we all know those people by heart. We know those people, you know, face to face. And it's not, you know, uh, b because of belonging to some secret society or whatever. We are just generally approachable people that meet in uh, various events and tech conferences. Mm -hmm. And for, for those people that are listening, I would like to invite you to Lithuania, to, to FinTech conferences, to events, 
to come visit, go to just you can just knock on the doors of Faruna's office in 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 Rocket, and I I know that you you will you have a great day, a lot of new acquaintanceships, and then then you will meet a lot of great people. So so just uh, yeah, come by and and see. It's easy to approach, and then and then uh, for 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 people that are listening, be open, and and, and everything will be fine. <laughs> Great, thank you. I mean, I, I definitely think after the audience uh, listens to this, there'll be a lot of uh, inquiries on on how to get to Lithuania and, 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 you know, learn. And I think, yeah, from the, you know, some of the advice around bringing all the different players together, don't be afraid to experiment, but also, you know, acknowledging that things need to be done step by step. Um, building a community and yeah, not being afraid of uh, the government and, and the regulators and really trying to have that that open dialogue. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to thank all of you so much. That's been super interesting and, and yeah, really, really inspiring. I think everyone's now 100% gonna have um, Lithuania on, on their radar um, in terms of looking to you know, what's happening from an innovation perspective, but also, you know, how can we learn from some of these companies and, you know, how can we become involved in, in whatever um, capacity they wish. Um, so it'd be great if you could um, let our audience know um, how to find out more about you and, and your companies. Um, Sharuna, do you want to kick off? Sure. Uh, so, uh any activities or more insights about the fintech community could be found on rocketvilnus.com or our social media. Uh, this is a perfect chance where you can see the companies in action, right? Uh, presenting, sharing the ideas, uh, joining accelerator programs uh, or stuff like that. And uh, if interested to connect, uh, so I believe you can connect me on LinkedIn. You'll find the name and surname um, in, in the descriptions. So more than happy to chat uh, with you further. Thank you. And yeah, Shigamantis. Yeah, so you can also find me on LinkedIn. And I, I try to position myself as a person that if I don't know the answer, I probably will know who will know. So uh, I, at least I'll try to connect. Uh, yeah, and if you're interested to, to learn about uh, uh, how we can extend the batteries uh, and then uh, increase the, 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 the EV charging, uh, the whole ecosystem, you can also reach out to me because we are building something really interesting with ion technologies. Super, thank you. And lastly, Vitautas. All events and uh, initiatives uh, and other things uh, related to the Lithuanian ecosystem, uh, you can find on the Startup Division uh, website or on social media, Facebook and uh, and LinkedIn primarily. Also, of course, you can add me on on LinkedIn. And uh, also, uh, you can check out uh, contrib.com, which is a, a solution to monetize uh, the, uh, the audiences of four creators, uh, charities, nonprofits, and so on. Great. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone again. Um, it's been an awesome session and thank you to our listeners and stay tuned for episode 78 coming up next on Breaking Banks Europe. Thanks everyone. 
Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.